It's often said that laughter is the best medicine, and on today's show, we'll certainly get our prescription filled. Even the writer of Proverbs wrote, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. Today, our host, Dean Hulse, and I sat down with two great friends of ours. These two brothers are some of the funniest outdoorsmen you'll ever meet. And we'll have a lot of laughs, but we'll also hear a great story of salvation and a slightly miraculous baptism. Come along now on the Trail to Adventure as we share some great outdoor stories and a lot of laughs. Welcome to God's Great Outdoors, the Trail to Adventure. We're at our home studio today in uh, Powers, Michigan. And we've got, actually, Adam and I are together again today, and we enjoy doing that. Happens every now and again. Yeah, not often enough. You're on the road a lot. And I am. <laughs> I, I don't am. get We're to not, do that. We run out of good guys around here to record, so we we, we kind of scraped the, not really. We, we've, <laughs> no, got a couple, we've got a couple of great <laughs> no. friends from church that we've been trying to get on here for actually about a year. We started talking about this, Adam and I did. But we've got uh, Rob and Greg Kanoff. Some great friends from church we've had. Robbie was on a little bit of a program last year with us on, at Turkey Camp. Yep. Well, good to have you guys. Good to be here. Yeah. yeah. You talk about bottom of the barrel. I think that's me, but Rob's probably the guy under the barrel. <laughs> under it. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a, a rim shot and a few other things we could hit here to, to fill in some of those good laughs, uh, laugh places there. But uh, we, what I thought today, it's just you you guys have got such a, a great story of... Um, Partly how you came to Christ because it was a it was a big a big growing point in your life and a big change. Absolutely. And then I think part of it after we'll we'll get into after that of uh, I love the story of of your baptism, Greg. Uh, that's that's an amazing story to me and, and a great <laughs> I laugh. Not about so. that until you just brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite stories that you tell. <laughs> There's, no, so many, There's so many, though. There's so many, though. Rob will tell us if you don't. He'll just yeah. make it up as we go along. Yeah, I remember yeah, that's, yeah. Where, uh, I wasn't even there, and I remember it. That's right. That's right. And I wasn't there. I wasn't at, I wasn't at, uh, at church at that point yet, so I hadn't moved here yet. But I think I was there, but I didn't know the story until probably a couple of years later. So I tell Greg's stories better than Greg does. <laughs> yeah, you, definitely. You guys tell some great dad stories of your dad. I think that uh, we'll get into a few of those in a little while. But why don't, you, why don't you guys tell us a little bit? Greg, you've had an interesting couple of years of deer hunting because something's happened to every one of your deer in the last few years, if I, if I hear that right. As far as? Some antlers being broken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all of them. <laughs> well, you know, everybody says go for the heart, right? The heart shot. And... uh I'm finding out that when they're heart shot, they run on adrenaline, there's no blood, and they tend to run into things and break things off. So um, the, the racks that I see when they come in are less, are more than the racks that I see when I find them typically. But I lucked out this year. I found the horns, and we were able to glue them on. And, and so the taxidermist sent me a, a actually a video, and uh, they came out nice. So okay. I'm pleased with this year's You weren't able rack. to find the points on the other ones? The other ones, no. So no. there really is no confirmation. On yeah, three bucks in a row, points. three years. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for a lot of extra tracking because you don't just track the deer. Yeah. You have to track the deer and then track down its horns. Track down its horns. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not it's just an Easter hunting. Egg hunt. yeah. It's also an Easter egg hunt yeah. and a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, it, yeah. It gets you really get the most out of every shell, apparently. So. <laughs> it's yeah. lots of adventure. It's funny because I hard shoot a lot of my animals and they always have a blood trail. And often they don't go far. Oh, yeah, they don't run away. You're just doing something wrong. No, I, maybe you don't hard shoot them right. I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> it's 
still pumping. My mind, they stop, but they don't know that they're dead. So, yeah, it's just not getting the most out of your hunt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't get the the tracking, the the excitement of the tracking that you do. And I love to track. I got to hear a bunch of stories the other evening. We had just just a few evenings ago, we had our wild game feed at church. And you guys are in charge of putting together a lot of mounts in the basement and doing things. And it was, we tried to talk to Greg, but he was talking to somebody else for about a half hour while I was standing there waiting. And so finally, uh, Robbie, you came over to my house at about 10 10 o'clock your time. Yeah, to pick up some heads. So he left at about one in the morning then? (laughs) Not quite, but it was getting there. It was getting late. I said, where where do you think Greg's at? He's probably still waiting. But he said at the end, he said he wasn't. But we did hear a lot of great stories. You got to share with our friend Doug uh, some of your testimonies. The other yep. day. And, and with Linda, she had never heard it, but it's it's a great testimony. You guys grew up here, grew up um, hunting. Your dad took you guys as much as he didn't really have a, a a big desire to go hunting. No, far from a hunter, but um, heart was in the right place. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. what a great thing for fathers. I think there's that's the great thing about around here is it's more about the the family or the the camaraderie or the friends than it is about to hunt a lot of the time yeah. you know it and is for me that was me too yeah. i mean i i would go hunting and sometimes i'd sleep in in the morning and my brother would be like what are you doing you're sleeping in the deer out there and i'm like well i'm here to hang out with you and dad you yeah. know I, I, yeah. if i get a deer that's a great bonus but it's more about the the camaraderie than anything else well nobody's hunted harder than me over the years probably back in when i was younger and i maybe burned out a little bit someone told me when i was just started guiding richard smith the writer out of marquette told me he said dean someday you'll probably regret the guiding because you'll probably um, miss the hunting and i it's a little bit the case but i still love the camp rob you said something the other day about you you walking in after your dad had just shot a buck and and what he was doing there and yeah yeah i uh i was working for uh the tree farm in bark river at the time over at teal's tree farm so I came in right before dark. I got off work and I went out to camp and I uh, I walk in fully expecting him to be snoring, you know, asleep on the couch. <laughs> but it was, you know, that's that's his MO. That's how he is. I come in there and he's he's sitting at the table, not looking out the window. He's sitting at the table playing solitaire. And I'm like, well, so you're still not hunting. I said, but at least you're awake. I said, uh, I'm surprised to see you awake. And he's like, well, I shot one. And I'm like, no, did you? He said, yeah, yeah, I shot one. And I said, he said, I think it's an eight pointer. I said, well, that's great. You know, I said, uh, you know, Greg, Greg's out sitting at, in the post right now. Greg's out hunting. I said, but it'd be dark here in another 15 minutes. You know, I said, give him, give him a half hour. He'll be here and, you know, grab some lights and go look for it. And he goes, well, you ain't got to look for it. I mean, look out the window. It's laying right there. Don't you see it laying there? <laughs> <laughs> I look out the window. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it is laying right there. It ain't even that far away. So I turned to him, all puzzled, and I'm like, what do you mean you think it's an eight pointer? I said, you didn't even go look at it. He's like, well, no, I ain't going out there. It's cold outside. <laughs> just, just not, doesn't, just didn't care. Was not into it. Was was excited no. to shoot one, and then uh, was not. I can still remember it. when we were kids. And he took us out behind the house. And the highway's right there. He lives on the highway. Yeah. So if we go out and we're probably 
I don't know, 150 yards from the highway. And we set up a brush blind. And my dad grabs like six apples out of the fridge. And I think he <laughs> ate one of them on the way on out. The way out yeah. Yeah. We yeah. throw together this brush blind. And we're sitting on stumps. And I'm thinking, we're not going to see anything. I'm a little kid and I know this looks foolish, you know. But we're, we're staring and we're thinking, well, maybe something will get hit on the highway and it'll run in wounded and we'll have a shot. Dear uh, but, love yeah. the highway. Oh, good. Ask grief. my insurance company. Yeah. They really yeah. do love the highway. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was just dad. He was never he never took it real serious, but he knew that this is what young men do with their dads and this is what we should be doing and let's get out in the woods. Yeah. And so I, I always give him credit for doing the right thing and and that was always appreciated. Yeah, that, what a great, I mean, that's a great example of, of what we should be. It reminded me, my dad was always playing solitaire at the table. And he was out, he was the last one, you know, in the evening out and the first one out in the morning. I mean, he was, he hunted hard right up, really right up until just a couple of days before he passed away. I was here when he shot his last deer and I walked in the camp and I saw his truck was backed up to the garage, which meant somebody was, had a deer hanging, you know, and his truck was there and I walked in and his good friend was here and my dad was napping and he heard me and he opened his eyes and he said, I just shot my last deer and he went to sleep and he died just a few weeks later. You know, that was, but just being at camp with him was such a great time playing solitaire we played a lot of cribbage i one time i logged i had a college class i was going to college at the time and i had a statistics class so i logged every hand of cribbage and it was like five or six big legal pads of cribbage <laughs> to see what the average hand was and what the average crib was but we played literally thousands of hands of, of cribbage and but that was a big part of you know he taught us to do as a kid and he always loved to play cards cribbage or, or solitaire so that when you said that the other day it just brought back great memories well, that was for a, me. that was was a yeah. huge part of our camp as well was cribbage my grandpa yeah. lawrence um so it was cards it was it was uh um, smear it was cribbage and so we grew up with that but it you know my dad came by it honestly my grandpa was not a big hunter he, he built a huge blind and he slept in it and that's that's all he ever did i'll never forget sitting out there with him one day and the bait pile is like 20 yards away and he had this four barrel carb on his face. I mean, he could, he had an intake. <laughs> yeah. So he's just sawing logs and this little dough comes in and it was, it was a late this year's dough. Yeah. So this thing was tiny. I mean, we're talking a 50 pounder. <laughs> and he wakes himself up because he must have sucked something up his, up his pipes. And so he pops out of the chair and. <sighs> And he looks outside and he's like, there's a deer out there. And he yelled it just that loud with the window open. <laughs> so the deer takes off and he's like, why didn't you wake me? You were going to shoot that? And he's like, you guys get all caught up on them horns. They're horrible to eat. And so that always stuck with me. But yeah, he would come into the camp at 8 o'clock at night because everybody's coming in at dark. And he would sleep so long, he'd come in and ask if we saw anything. And... Yeah, we saw deer. What did you see? Oh, I saw nothing again tonight. So. <laughs> it was my, always fun. My dad was kind of the same way. You know, he was up at camp to be with his boys and, you know, before that, his brothers and his nephews and stuff. And one time we had gone home. My brother and I had to go back to work. So he was up at camp by himself. And he left a note on the camp door that said, if you'd like to visit, drive across the road and toot your horn and I'll come in from the blind. <laughs> So he was sitting in his blind, and he sees a buck coming out of the woods. And it's a nice one. So he gets the gun up, but it's on a dead run. And he's like, this, you know, he tried making a couple noises, mm -hmm. and it didn't stop or nothing. And all of a sudden, behind him, he hears a horn blow. My great aunt and uncle drove across the road <laughs> and tooted the horn like he said. The deer stopped dead in its tracks, 
Long enough for Dad to get a shot, and that was the last deer he had mounted in the Stahangs. <laughs> oh, nice. It was just, you know. <laughs> Timing is everything, yeah. You'd have yeah. many hunters would be like, hey, drive across right behind my blind and, you know, lay on the horn a little bit. Well, listen, guys, we're going to have to take a quick break here. Uh, we're going to, Adam's going to. Uh, let the people know, our listeners know, who helps support this program. And uh, and then we'll be back, because I, I really do want to talk about how you guys came to Christ, um, how that changed your lives, and how it affected your families, because it was a it was a big deal at the time. But we're going to come back and do that in just a minute after Adam does that, and we'll join you again in just a second. For the last 26 years, God's Great Outdoors Trail to Adventure has been broadcast out to win men and women, boys and girls, to Jesus Christ. This is only possible by the generosity of our listeners. Thank you to all who have supported us in the past. God has blessed us because of you, and we pray that you feel his blessings as well. Additional underwriting support has been provided by Matthews Archery, the leader in the archery industry. Mission Archery, with revolutionary crossbow technology. Three Rivers Archery, supplying everything you need to make your own traditional archery equipment. Hunter Safety Systems, saving lives is what we do. And Conviction Game Calls. At Conviction, we don't separate work from our faith. We believe that our faith should be evident in every aspect of our lives, and the outdoors is one of the best places to share that. God's Great Outdoors has produced many ministry tools, including tracts, DVDs, and books to help you reach others for Jesus Christ. You can access these items, other God's Great Outdoors items, and so much more at our website, godsgreatoutdoors.org. That's godsgreatoutdoors.org. Welcome back to God's Great Outdoors, the trail to adventure. And we are here in back in the UP of Michigan in the middle of winter, which doesn't look anything like winter. <laughs> it doesn't look like we winter. Have, we have no snow left at all, and it's uh, it was 60-some degrees today. It's nice. It's yeah, very strange. You guys are today. Though. It is very strange. It's going to get really cold and snowy right after I leave for the south. I'm leaving you guys here to deal with that, so, which is okay with me. We were just telling hunting stories with Rob and Greg Kanoff, and it's great having you guys here. It's always a laugh, and it's it's been great. You know, we got a chance. The first time, I think, was actually at a men's, a men's retreat where we sat around a table and talked. That's the first time I heard you guys talk, and we talked till midnight, and it was great. Love Absolutely. your stories, love your hearts. Uh, but I want to get into a little bit of, of really how you guys came to Christ. Robbie, you were, you came to Christ first, yeah, right? And partly because you were stuck in a truck with yeah. a friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, very, very bold friend. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead. Um, Yeah, I, uh, well, it kind of started out, I was a partier, I was living away that kind of lifestyle and uh, when I was younger and it caught up with me and um, there's an emptiness there that you can't quench mm-hmm. and you can't fulfill. It's just, there's you can't, you can't uh, absorb enough to fulfill it. I, I knew, I knew it had to do with God. I knew that that was missing in my life and I had called out to him one night and I felt different after that. I knew something had happened, but I didn't really understand it um, or, or to the extent of what happened. And I was working for a, a company that had a lot of rough characters there. There's a lot of there was a lot of partying that went on there as well. And I was just looking for a way out. And it was like within a very short period of time, I had they had lost a contract and I ended up uh, where I was looking for work. And uh, I got in at Aspland and uh, it was very, very strange, very different for me, the atmosphere, because I went to work and these guys are reading their Bibles in the work truck. And I'm like, wow, 
That's on, weird. on the way to and from that work, not during work hours, right? <laughs> oh, no. you know, uh, yeah, just while driving. Okay. Yeah, just while driving, yeah. right? You know, the safe way. Yeah. So, um, so uh, that that was very different for me. I said, man, you know, you guys are weird. I mean, that's weird. You guys are reading your Bible. Is, I've never seen anything like that. So I started to research it and try to understand it, and um, and that's when it occurred to me you know what had happened and uh you know the gospel was explained in its entirety and uh and i accepted it and then it became about growth after that and if you guys know the guy i'm talking about oh, we can we can name joe that's okay, oh, okay yeah. <laughs> what joe? i'm confused about is how these two got into a conversation and it ever came to an end is right. what i'm <laughs> yeah. between the two of them <laughs> right I, I i'm agree. surprised well, you're not still in the I, truck there. i love joe because he's, he is bold. <laughs> he's very bold. He is he's, bold he's about as abrasive as 10 grid sandpaper <laughs> um but he's he's he, you know he He's just that. He's bold. And it was, you know, hey, you can be mad at me all you want, but this is what God says. This, I mean, it's black and white. It's right here. You can read it. You can be mad at me if you want to. But I didn't say it. You say yeah. that to me all the time. I didn't say it, Rob. God said it. Don't be mad at God, not at me. He'll forgive you. You know, I mean, he was just. I'm just reading Job today where, where, he, where he's talking to God and he's mad. And God says, who are you? Did you hang the, the, yeah. all this stuff up there and do all yeah. these things? And I, and it was just, I was, I was upset because it was just, it was challenging me to um, do something that was uncomfortable for me to, um, uh, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't normally gravitate towards God. We, you know, we have to be uh, vigilant about it. It's, it's a choice that we have to make. Um, it's not what we want to do naturally. And it was, and it, you know, I'm. I was fighting it. And you were part of a church at the time. I was part of a church at the time. That didn't really that, dive that, into that, that hey, relationship. Dive into that. And, and, and it was, um, you know, and we argued about it. And, and uh, I was challenged to go somewhere where I could grow. And, and uh, you know, I, I remember I remember having some, some pretty heated arguments with him that always ended the same way. Like, this is what it says. You can't, I mean, do what you want with it. Yeah. It's, it's black and white. You know, you, it doesn't matter who says it, if it's, if it's written in stone. Mm -hmm. So I eventually, um, accepted that as well. And I, I picked up the challenge and, and, uh, some of it was just to, you know, because I worked in such close quarters with that man, yeah. it was just like, I'll do whatever you want me to do if you would just leave, just me, leave alone me alone for five minutes. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and it's exactly what you needed. It was. It was it was the, the push I needed and it was it was it was done in love and, and um I'm very grateful for it. Um and it's it's encouraged me a lot and I've uh, I've I've got a home church and and uh, my whole family goes there, and uh, now my brother does too. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's uh, it's it's exciting to see what God has done in my family for sure. Yeah, and it was you you guys. I mean, you fought it, but then your family fought it harder and actually got mad at you. Oh, oh yeah, right. oh yeah. 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 I remember that. I remember this at, at this very at our very same camp that we have all these stories from. Um, I mean, it's it, it was it's that camp has been such a gift. I mean, it's just a hole in the wall camp. It's nothing special at all. Camp for sale. And there are holes in the wall. And there, yeah. is, there is holes in the wall. I remember who put the, them there. The, the raccoons. The, the raccoons yeah. prove it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where the coons came in. Yeah. And 
where the bullets went through the wall. Um, so, but but God has blessed that camp and um, in such a way that it, it brought me and my brother together. And uh, a lot of these arguments were handled the same way because I was, you know, if if Joe was my coach, I became pretty abrasive as well. And, I know, uh, abrasive's not the right word. Like, uh, uh, bold, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so I, I was hitting up Greg with the same kind of thing. You know, this is, this is what it says. I mean, I, I can't, I can't argue that away. So, um, you know, Greg felt challenged and naturally, I think. Well, when, and, and, and looking back, so Rob forgave Joe for, for his boldness and understood that it was to help him. But when he came to the Lord, I didn't forgive Joe. I thought, well, who is this guy? Who does he think he is yeah. coming to my family? And we, we grew up here and this is where we go to church, Rob, what are you doing? And, and so it upset me. And, um, you know, again, we, we had God plus works mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I never really fully understood that. And, so as Rob explained it to me, it's like, well, you're just talking like that guy you work with. And you're, I was trying to convince him, come back. This is where you belong. And he's like, I have a relationship here. And I never fully understood that. Yeah. So I got upset with him. And it, it actually turned into, and, and thank God that Rob didn't get upset. But I, I grabbed him and I pinned him against the wall and said, you know, you think you're so right. You're, you're following somebody who's, who's teaching you falsely. And, and, uh, and he said, you know... I don't understand why you're so upset. I found a relationship with God, and you're upset about it. You should be happy for me. I I, I had to chew on that. Mm-hmm. I, I went home, and it, it bothered me for for weeks. Yeah. And I don't even think Rob knows the extent to which that bothered me. And and I really had to dig into that. So I started digging into Scripture, and next thing you know, I said, "Well, where are you going? And what time is service?" You know. <laughs> and, and it was just that that quick. And wow. and gratefully, Julie joined, and and. Uh, it wasn't long after Rob was baptized and I was baptized, and, and here we are today. And yeah, we got a we got a minute to tell that story real quick. And if you don't remember it, I know he does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorites. We, we were at we were out at well, we weren't. I wasn't there yet, but the baptismal service was out on Lake Michigan off Escanaba on the beach, and I, it was just about over. So you guys take it from there because we're we're running short uh, on time. Yeah, well, so I listen to testimonies, and you hear these people having courage for Christ, and. At the time, I, I was still afraid to talk in front of crowds. Obviously, I'm getting over that. But, um, you know, I, it was one of those situations where we go down to the beach afterwards and, uh, you know, the, the sun's glistening off the water. And I find myself sitting there praying about this. Like when when Pastor Brad yelled, is there anyone else? Is there anyone else that would like to be baptized? I look down and my shoes are gone, you know, like, they're, like they're off. I was praying about, I don't even remember taking them off, but my shoes are gone, you know, like, I guess we're doing this, eh? And, and I walked out there, I'll never forget the look in his face. And it was like, welcome brother. And, uh, it, it was, it was a warm embrace and some really frigid waters and it was a slam dunk. And I mean, I, I came up just, you truly do feel renewed in in the spirit and it's you know it was there when i came to faith but it, it was a it was something else when you come up out of those yeah. waters i will say that yeah well we're out of time believe it or not we're gonna we're gonna keep going here in a minute so if you guys are listening on the radio if, as listeners check us out get the podcast because we're gonna keep going here in a minute with some more hunting stories even a little bit more of the 
what Christ has done in your lives since then and your families. So uh, Adam is going to see us out in a minute, but and we'll be back in just a second or those that are on the podcast and we'll pick it up there. As we recorded the show this week, we laughed until our sides hurt, but we cried as well. God showed up just at the right time and showed his amazing love and power. Robbie and Greg shared amazing stories, and this interview went on for over an hour. If you're listening on the radio, check out the rest of the laughs and tears on the Trail to Adventure podcast. We'd like to invite anyone in the Northeast Wisconsin area this weekend to stop in at the Outdoor Sports Show in Marinette, where you'll find our good friend Shorty at Shorty's Custom Game Calls. If you mention you heard about it on God's Great Outdoors, you'll get 10% off anything Shorty has for sale. Kids are welcome too, and they can also sign up at Shorty's booth for the Youth Turkey Calling Contest. If you've enjoyed today's program and would like to hear that extended podcast version, you can find it by looking for Dean Hulse or Trail to Adventure wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This program is provided by and can be contacted at God's Great Outdoors, P.O. Box 414 Powers, Michigan 49874, or on the website godsgreatoutdoors.org. It's been great to be with all of you on today's show. We're blessed to be a part of your lives, and we hope you feel the same about us at God's Great Outdoors. This is Adam Erickson for our host, Dean Hulse. Please join us again next week as we travel down the trail to adventure in God's Great Outdoors.